Big board with your host Matt Hicks, the FF Educator. I am here with a 2023 NFL mock the mock draft. The way this is going to work is I have identified a draft expert, Shane Halem, who has dropped a three-round NFL mock draft over on Draft Countdown. I'm going to go through each round here and talk about the fantasy football relevant players. Let's go ahead and jump right into it here. Starting with CJ Stroud, who comes off the board third to the Atlanta Falcons. Now a couple notes here. I said three round chain actually dropped a seven round mock draft. I'm going to go through three rounds of it and he dropped it September 19th. So if you're wondering about the draft order, things will be jumbled up a little bit, but this is an exercise. It's giving you an idea of draft capital. Shane does a great job of draft capital in particular. And so we're going to be talking about that and then somewhat in the context of the offenses, but the point of this is to give you an overall idea of how the fantasy football players compare to the rest of the draft class. And again, I will link this article in the show description, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast. Now let's go ahead. The Atlanta Falcons with the third pick in this mock draft here from Shane, who is a draft expert. I really appreciate CJ Stroud. Bryce Young comes off the board fourth to the Carolina Panthers. Now, Here's going to be a big difference at the top, right? A few teams could end up going for quarterbacks at the top of the draft. The Atlanta Falcons are definitely one. The Carolina Panthers are definitely one. The Houston Texans are definitely one. Texans ended up sliding down a little bit with the current order on September 19th when this article was posted. Atlanta's going to be a good landing spot for a quarterback, whether it ends up being C.J. Stroud, whether it ends up being Bryce Young. You have to think Atlanta's going to be targeting a quarterback after adding Drake London and Kyle Pitts the last two years. And guess what? Calvin Ridley is going to be coming back. So whether it's C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, they're going to end up being the 102 in your rookie mock draft, Superflex rookie mock drafts, because that offense and the weapons around them are going to push them into quasi-quarterback one territory for fantasy football right off the bat. It's going to be a big bump. Now, Let's work further down the board and find out where that 101 that I'm projecting is going to be. This isn't him, but he very well is going to be locked into a top five pick, especially if he comes off the board eighth to the Houston Texans, and that's Jackson Smith and Jigba, wide receiver out of Ohio State. First wide receiver off the board, top 10 draft capital. If he locks that in, then we are good to go with JSN at the 104 spot. You even could be tempted to take him as high as 103. Don't get scared by bad offenses, right? For fantasy football purposes, we go for target share. And JSN would be pushing probably somewhere between 25 and 30% target share as a rookie in the Houston offense. He's athletic. He's a great pass catcher. He can stretch downfield. Houston will have to address the quarterback position. I don't think they're going to go into next year with Davis Mills. If they're not able to get a quarterback at the top of the draft, you have to think that they would pair JSN with a veteran quarterback in this situation here working down the board 
11 to the Dallas Cowboys is Jordan Addison. Now, Jordan Addison is somebody who preseason I had closer to the back end of the first round, 20s to 30s, but the production that he's shown off the bat at USC this year, he's answered some questions I've had in terms of his ability to separate downfield, get off of press coverage. That's going to bump up Jordan Addison. So 11 still feels a little bullish to me, but it's not unrealistic. Dallas would be an interesting landing spot because it's kind of crowded there. Jordan Addison plays out of the slot a good amount. They've moved CD Lamb in and out of the slot, so maybe we can get some more consistency, move Lamb to the outside, let Addison play the slot, Gallup on the other side. It's certainly an offense that passes a lot. Could they support three major wide receivers? I think we'd get into a little bit of a, a, a conflict territory there and a pretty decent debate of volume versus talent versus opportunity. Let's keep going here. Seattle Seahawks, it's pick 16 in this situation here. Took Will Levis. Will Levis. Let me try that one again. Quarterback out of Kentucky. Listen, I don't think Will Levis right now is somebody who we should be valuing as a first-round fantasy football asset. But the NFL does seem intent on Will Levis going off the board in the first round. And that's why Shane put him. I, you know, familiar with the way that Shane approaches things. Again, a lot of respect for him. I'm pretty sure he put him in here because this is where the NFL is viewing him as a mid-first-round selection. If he's at the helm of the Seattle offense, well, he's got some good weapons to throw to. He's got some rushing upside, but still somebody that I'm proceeding with a little bit of caution. Nonetheless, if he gets first-round draft capital, he will end up being, at the worst, a back-end first-round fantasy football pick. Michael Meyer, tight end, goes to Washington here. I really like this pick. Washington is building up a good passing attack behind a solid offensive line. Carson Wentz isn't the most inspiring player, but Michael Meyer is a magnet for the football. He's going to get targets wherever he goes. And if he gets first-round draft capital, he's going to be locked into that 108-ish territory, which is where he currently ranks on the rookie big board. He's the eighth overall player. He's the one tight end in this class that we're seriously interested in for fantasy football purposes. We're moving quickly here, folks, but that's because I want to get through three rounds in a relatively decent amount of time here. Kayshawn Boutte, 19 to the Chicago Bears. I do like this fit. I think it makes a lot of sense. I think it would bump back up Kayshawn Boutte's uh, fantasy football value, but the further and further we go into the season, I think the further and further Kayshawn Boutte is dropping down NFL draft boards. So I'd be willing to guess if Shane did this exercise again next week, Kayshawn Boutte might be closer to the top of the second round than the back end of the first round. Another player here who's falling is Quinton Johnston, wide receiver to TCU. He's going to go to Indy. He's going to test very well athletically, but Quinton Johnston has just absolutely struggled to produce at all in a TCU offense that's producing very well overall. So Quinton Johnston, I don't think is going to be a first-round NFL draft pick. Right now, if I was to place him, it'd probably be outside of the top 50, but that's probably bullish. Now, this one's interesting. My New York Giants taking my current quarterback at the University of Tennessee, Hendon Hooker. I actually love this selection, Shane, and it has nothing to do with my NFL Giant fandom. It has nothing to do with my Tennessee Vol fandom. It's because it's a really, really good fit. You put Hendon Hooker into a Brian Dable offense. He has the mental capacity to execute on that offense to get those different pieces involved. He has the ability to distribute, and with Saquon Barkley, 
probably not coming back here. They're going to need a quarterback that can also rush the ball. Hendon Hooker definitely has that versatility. It's almost like taking what Daniel Jones can do and just bumping it up a few levels, right? Think about Madden. We're going in, we're editing that player. We're bumping them up a little bit more, more rushing ability, more accuracy, more arm strength ability. And most importantly, he protects the ball. And as a Giants fan, how refreshing would it be to have a quarterback that could protect the ball. So if Hendon Hooker goes in the first round, he's probably pushing 110 to 112 in your Superflex rookie mock draft. Here we go. We finally got into him, the 101 going off the board in the first round. It's Bijan Robinson to the Miami Dolphins. Boom, smash spot, lock it in. This offense is cruising. Obviously, we have the two injury, but let's put that aside. With him healthy, this offense has looked really good, but Chase Edmonds has not gotten it done running the ball. Bijan Robinson would immediately contribute on the ground and through the air. He's the 101 for me in rookie drafts right now. And if he goes in the first round, especially to a spot like Miami where he could capitalize on that volume, let's lock that in. However, I will say, I think Bijan Robinson's going even higher, man. He keeps producing like he has early season. I think he could be a top 15 selection. Now another running back sneaks into the first round. Fantasy football players rejoice. It's Jameer Gibbs, the running back at Alabama, and Shane sends him to Philadelphia. So now things are getting crowded. Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell, but Jameer Gibbs can catch the ball, and that is what fantasy football players are going to love. He certainly can run the ball as well. Philadelphia, that offense is flying right now. Pun is intended there. Jameer Gibbs with first-round draft capitals pushing into that top five, top six rookie selection territory. And then a surprising tight end addition to the first round. Shane sneaks Darnell Washington, the tight end out of Georgia, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here in 32. Again, remember, this is the order generated for mid-September, but if you're looking at Darnell Washington, tight end out of Georgia, 6'7", he's a big man, a big target here for whoever is throwing the ball in Tampa Bay next year. If it is Tom Brady, he'll certainly love that option. I do think this is a little rich. It would certainly send Darnell Washington's draft stock skyrocketing here. All right, let's jump to the second round here. And we're going to start with Jaheim Bell, tight end out of South Carolina. So this is really interesting for me to see. Shane is definitely prioritizing the uh, tight ends here. Jaheim Bell is an athletic uh, kind of hybrid flex type tight end. If he went to Cincinnati, that would be a really interesting fit. I, the draft capital, I'm not sure, would outweigh the volume that would get taken away from him in potentially another spot. Tank Bigsby is his third running back off the board here to the Atlanta Falcons. He's going to Atlanta. So fantasy football players would love him. And for good reason, Bigsby, I've consistently said, is somebody who I view as a better pro than he's been allowed to be at the college level. All right. He's called Tank for a reason. Low center of gravity. He runs really well. He's got good vision. He can be powerful. I like that Tank Bigsby to Atlanta pick. He would instantly jump up to be a first round rookie selection right now I have them ranked in the mid second round and that is based on talent all right moving down here another running back coming off the board here this is a good illustration of the strength of the running back class and that is Sean Tucker out of Syracuse going to Houston here in the early second round again Houston don't think they're committed to Damian Pierce. Sean Tucker would be an upgrade button. You know the meme, the blue upgrade button? Smash that one to get Sean Tucker in this offense. Tucker's probably looking at 200 to 225 touches easy in the Houston offense. Tucker would also push 
into being a first round fantasy football pick. I've said that now for four running backs, and we definitely have the potential to have at least four, if not five rookie running backs pushing into the first round of the 2023 rookie drafts. And that is why I keep telling folks, trade for draft picks as i'm recording this episode on the side i'm trying to work out a trade for a 2023 first round pick all right i am living what i am talking about here before we keep moving down the board if folks are watching on youtube make sure you like the video drop a comment let me know your thoughts on this mock draft let's keep moving here next up for fantasy football purposes is quarterback tanner mckee out of stanford he goes to 46 new orleans saints I get it. The NFL likes Tanner McKee from what I've seen so far. I don't like him. The tape does not match the intangibles, which the NFL is clearly going to be infatuated with. The New Orleans Saints, it's going to be a messy situation. I don't think McKee goes and wins that job outright year one. So I'm not super interested for fantasy purposes. He would end up being a, a bit of a grenade pick where uh, folks would just kind of reach on him a little bit too early. Josh Downs to the Seattle Seahawks. From an NFL perspective, a fantastic fit. It would make things pretty tricky there if Will Levis was the starting quarterback. Remember, Shane had Will Levis going in the first round to Seattle Seahawks. It would make things tricky because you have DK and Tyler Lockett on the outside who are going to demand volume. And Downs is a great slot-wide receiver, and he will be used as an excellent slot-wide receiver. And don't think of like a quick underneath, uh, just catch seven-yard drag slot-wide receiver, but think like new era NFL slot-wide receiver stretches the field. Jahan Dotson-esque, right? That's what Josh Downs can be. However, in Seattle, there's a competition for volume. And I want Josh Downs to go somewhere where we can project him safely 70 to 80 targets and six or seven touchdowns as a rookie. Then we could get really excited and push him into the first round. I think if he goes in top 50 draft capital here, but goes to Seattle, he'll still end up a second round pick, probably 202, 203, just because we've pushed up the running backs in the draft thus far. 50 Detroit Lions, Tyler Van Dyke. I like this pick a lot from an NFL perspective. One, because I like Tyler Van Dyke. I think he could end up going in the first round, but I understand why Shane has him here at 50 because he's gotten off to a slow start in this year's uh, college football season for Miami. But one more year of Jared Goff, who's been executing well in the Detroit system, let Tyler Van Dyke get in there, learn behind him, and then you have a big-armed quarterback throwing to Amon Ross St. Brown, throwing to Jamison Williams, throwing to TJ Hawkinson. It could be a really good fit and somebody who I'd be willing to take in the back end of the second round in Superflex drafts because he'd probably fall because folks would see him projected as a somebody who you'd have to wait on, but a perfect taxi squad stash type guy. Cedric Tillman, 53, the New England Patriots. The further and further we go into the season, the more and more I'm hearing Cedric Tillman has a legitimate chance to go in the first round of the NFL draft, and that means that his draft capital would be top 50. So he slides just outside of top 50 in this scenario, which would bump him down a little bit in my formula. However, pretty good volume opportunity for New England. They clearly need that big man. I think he would be a really, really nice target for Mac Jones, so I like the landing spot. Baltimore Ravens, Zach Evans, I could absolutely see them doing this, but I would hate it because Zach Evans deserves to be in a situation where he's getting 60-plus percent of the volume in that running back room. The Baltimore Ravens would absolutely do this, but it would cut into J.K. Dobbins. It would cut into Zach Evans. It would likely leave Evans as a second-round rookie pick, where I think he has the, the talent, certainly, to be a first-round rookie pick. We're rolling through here. We're going to go into round three of Shane Hallam's Mock the Mock draft here, starting with 
the first fantasy football relevant player. We actually have a pretty big drop in between rounds here, but we're going to go with Zay Flowers, the wide receiver at a Boston College. I see uh, Shane post about Zay Flowers all the time, and I love it because folks who listen to me consistently know I've been hyping up Zay Flowers. He goes to the Denver Broncos in this situation here. A lot of mouths to feed, but Flowers would be a really versatile piece where you have Jerry Judy who – uh, has been less than what we've hyped him up to be. Cortland Sutton is stretching the field, and Flowers can be that guy that hangs a little bit more around the line of scrimmage and is just a really versatile piece and then has the ability to just go downfield and huck it as well. Don't sleep on Chase Brown running back out of Illinois. I like that Shane found a spot here to get him in the first two rounds. He's a big back. He's a power back. He's a volume bell cow type guy at Illinois. I don't know that he'll be a bell cow back at the NFL level, but I think he could be a two down back. And the NFL has proven over time that they like these types of running backs. So he has him going to the New Orleans Saints here at 78. Right now, Chase Brown is more in the third round rookie range. But if he got this draft capital, he would push up into the second round, certainly. And the New Orleans Saints need another running back here. Alvin Kamara continues to drop in fantasy football value, continues to drop in the dynasty rankings. Somebody like Chase Brown would certainly hurt Kamara more, but this draft capital would help him. New York Jets. Oh my gosh, Shane. I love it. He's getting spicy. He has the Jets taking Anthony Richardson quarterback out of Florida. Now, I think this is appropriate. If Anthony Richardson went in the 2023 NFL draft, he would probably go in this general range, which is why I think Richardson will reclassify. He'll go in the 2024 NFL draft and get taken much higher. He has the Colts. At 81, taking Spencer Sanders, the quarterback out of Oklahoma State. I feel like we've waited a while to get Spencer Sanders to the next level. It has become more and more apparent that the Colts are going to need to invest a high draft capital pick or some serious free agency money in a quarterback. Spencer Sanders is a dual threat-esque type guy. I would certainly push up his draft stock from where I have him projected right now. Sam Laporta, tight end out of Iowa at 82, the Detroit Lions. I do think Sam Laporta is a tight end that we need to pay close attention to. He will be a two-way tight end, which means he'll be blocking plenty in the NFL. But I do think that he will be a popular pass target as well for an NFL offense. I like Sam Laporta. At 82, I obviously don't love him in that Detroit offense because he's going to have to split with TJ Hawkinson. And we just talked about earlier uh, them adding another weapon. Um, oh, well, that was that was Tyler Van Dyke. So that actually would help Sam Laporta. But nonetheless, splitting with uh, all the other weapons in that offense. Cameron Latu, the tight end of Alabama, is the next fantasy-relevant player to go to Green Bay at 84. You think you're going to catch me here getting excited about anything in the Green Bay offense? I'm sorry. I won't do it because I have no idea what Matt LaFleur or Aaron Rodgers are going to do week in and week out. I like this pick. Kenny McIntosh, the running back out of Georgia. If the New York Giants, for some reason, hold on to Saquon Barkley, then Kenny McIntosh is a really good compliment. Think of Kenny McIntosh as the James Cook in the Georgia offense this year. It's simplifying things a little bit, but he's the pass-catching back. He can run well. Also, if they don't re-sign Barkley, I think Kenny McIntosh is a really good Ah, man, I don't want to say a watered-down version of Barkley because that makes Kenny McIntosh, I feel like that's devaluing Kenny McIntosh. He's a really good player on his own. But if you were to compare anybody's skill set to Squan Barkley, it would feel watered down. This is a good replacement for him at a much, much cheaper price. This one hurts my heart. Jermaine Burton, who I think can be a first-round draft pick, is down here at 90. I get why Shane did it because he hasn't produced early in the season. But if he goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're certainly going to have opportunity at the wide receiver position. I think Burton may still, you know, in this spot, slide into the back end of the second round, and he's somebody who I would be scooping up absolutely everywhere if I could get him 
uh, going off the board at 90. I think there is very little chance that Jermaine Burton slides out of the first two days injury, uh, you know, bearing any injuries. Jacob Cowing, the wide receiver at Arizona, flying under the radar, but landing here in this mock draft to the Minnesota Vikings at 92. I think Cowing would be, you know, maybe in that Danny Gray range where, you know, folks wouldn't quite buy into the draft capital as much as they maybe should. So he'd probably teeter between a late second, early third round rookie pick. Somebody I'd definitely be looking to target in the Minnesota offense that certainly has targets available to it here. As we're moving into the back end of the second round here, we're going to get into comp pick territory. So a few extra picks and we are closing in at the end of this episode. So I want to remind folks here, head on over to patreon.com slash rookie big board. If you want to get in on more of this action. All right. AT Perry, or I'm sorry, I almost skipped one. That's what happens when you try to plug it folks. You try to plug the promo, you get distracted. I shouldn't have done it. All right. Tried to sneak an extra one in there. All right. Grayson McCall is the next rookie off the board quarterback out of coastal Carolina goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here at 96. Grayson McCall, a little bit of a dual threat guy, big arm runs the ball as well. This would be an instant bump to Grayson McCall first and foremost, because we bumped up Kyle Trask a couple years back, who is absolutely not it. We made him a back end second rookie pick because he was a quarterback landing with Tampa Bay. Well, let's go ahead and hit that upgrade button here. McCall has more versatility to his game. I like him in Tampa Bay. It would certainly be a big bump. He'd probably push back end second round rookie value. Not sure if I would uh, evaluate him there in a vacuum, but the landing spot is helpful. E.T. Perry landing with the Kansas City Chiefs at 98 is the next fantasy relevant pick for Shane here. This was an interesting one. A.T. Perry can stretch the field big body. I think that would pair very nicely with Pat Mahomes. I think he would jump up to a mid-second round rookie pick if he got that day two draft capital, just sneaks in there, but it all counts the same, and then gets paired up with Patrick Mahomes here. We're moving down the board. Two fantasy-relevant guys left, both quarterbacks. Jaron Hall, quarterback at a BYU, sneaks in here to the San Francisco 49ers. I definitely understand this pick here. The trade Lance injury. San Francisco might be looking to get a little bit of insurance there. Jaron Hall has a little bit of that gunslinger mentality, a little bit of versatility. I think he would fit in very well to the Kyle Shanahan offense. And then Devin Leary, quarterback out of NC State here, goes to the Washington Commanders. Another good stylistic fit. I think Ron Rivera would really like Devin Leary. Devin Leary is a pocket passer, somebody who doesn't have the biggest arm in the world but has the ability to control the game, has the ability to distribute well. And as Washington is adding more and more weapons, including in this mock draft, Devin Leary could do well in the second round. So if you're looking at these quarterbacks here that went towards the end of the second round, you know, uh, Grayson McCall to Tampa Bay, Jaron Hall to San Francisco. I actually think Devin Leary, the Washington Commanders, would be the most interesting one with me. It would make for a really good camp battle with Sam Howell if they moved on from Carson Wentz either next year or the year following. So there you have it. Again, this is on Draft Countdown. This is from Shane Hallam. This is a mock, the mock draft. I appreciate you checking out this episode of the Rookie Big Board. We're going to keep doing these all the way through the NFL draft season As always, thanks for checking out this episode of the Rookie Big Board.